Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing, where the movie podcast are recorded right out of Fife, Scotland. I'm your host, Stuart Sullen, and joining me today is Smith from Mass Movieside UK. Hello. And you're listening to episode 131, Fear and in Las Vegas. Fuck okay. aye. Yep. Um, how's it going? Aye, not bad, man. Early morning and all that. Aye. Up fresh. Get excuse to take time <laughs> off work. I'd like to get paid today this rather than work one day, but... <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> that'll not happen. Wait for the postcode lottery. <laughs> no, I've... Sometimes we usually have a wee banner before going into the film. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to tell the embarrassing story that happened to me at the Turkish Barbers. Alright. Um, I had a party, a uh, night out coming up. So I thought, right, I was looking like the country of Jumanji at this point. Just no care whatsoever. Just big fucking beard, just scruffy, scruffy cheeks, messy hair. And I said, right, I need to get this done. Care So I was like, I just got paid. Went down. That's usually, these Turkish Barbers are something like 25 quid for a like, haircut and a wet shave. I always used to like get a seven quid haircut. Aye, aye. So like, I was thinking it was three pound the last time I had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, as yourself as a man who's well embraced the boldness, mm. are you? Do you go for Turkish thing or is it no, just, I just get a razor? I just do it and myself. Just, aye, I think I'm gonna do that in future. Once a week, that's me. Like, I realise if I'm going to the Turkish barber, it's gonna be maybe once a quarter. Aye, that's, that's, that's pretty expensive. Like, aye, um, and what? That's, that's nearly as expensive as a Metallica ticket. Aye. <laughs> Looking back in the day. Um, you get that done for a month, you can go see Metallica. <laughs> and honestly, part of me is like, oh, support your local business. Mm. Like, fuck, they're supporting them, they're supporting them. Aye. I've paid this fucking, like, bit of this boy's council tax for the month. But I don't usually get all that done. And there's a new boy that was doing, like, the cut and the shave and said, right, and it's always a thing, it's like, I hate having hair. I need to embrace the boldness myself because they just kind of assume what you want mm. to do with your hair. So I'll come up with like quiffs and hair put back and <laughs> all these fucking comb overs and side sheds. And like, right. And the boy that usually does it was busy. He's like, fuck, I'm going to come up with a different haircut. So he's cutting it, all was fine. And he's like, done the shave. And he's like, Christ, your, your skin's a bit dry. Like, oh, aye, I'm, I'm a lazy bastard. I can't be bothered with like moisturising things like that. Mm. I've just not got the time for it. And he said, Wait, I've got the thing just for that. And he's like, I want me to do this. And like, Sure, fair enough. And he just started like rubbing an oil on my face. And right right away, you feel the heat. And it's like, My ear were watering with the fucking this heat of this oil. Fuck. is fucking like, when you have a shave and put aftershave on, mm. you kind of get that burn. Like, this was just a constant fucking burn. I was like, Shit, I just I had to shut my in. So he done the whole face, my whole face was burning, and then he came and started putting cream on, and it just all cooled down. I was like, right, maybe just the fucking way Turkish people moisturise, just <laughs> like fucking take the first layer of skin off, and then fucking put moisturiser on to calm it down. And he said, right, I'm going to go make a coffee, you want one? I'm like, fine. Went away, came back, and I was like, oh Christ, this is like, I just feel my face all going like tight. Mm. And I got coffee put in and said right it's just in front of you so I sat up and looked I was wearing a fucking face mask <laughs> bright green I look like a fucking luchador he didn't shave my beard I still had that bit so just like that and this was still skin coloured and there was a wee beard I was like oh, I'm wearing a fucking face mask I cry the story like the, the fucking uh, the accidental facial which I did start like let me tell you about my accidental facial <laughs> and people think that's a very different that, that, story I like a good story here uh, like, oh yeah so let's go <laughs> uh, so, right so there's me and this Turkish boy so like whoa <laughs> so I <laughs> we're in prison <laughs> I, well, that almost was like the next part because I thought oh how the fuck this is going to be one of these fucking YouTube, like, Facebook videos where they peel the mask off and they get stuck to your face and I just put my head in the sink and just like waterboard and me just chucked Aye. like give, put a towel on me put my head in the sink and just slap water in my face for like two minutes <laughs> and I'm just trying to do controlled breathing in case Holy I pa- panicked and drowned <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought right it's over and the folk behind me are hating a guy where there's like a lassie like how what did I come and get like can I get a facial here as well and all these fucking laughing at uh. me just <laughs> they put the hot towel in my fist and I thought right it's almost over and he just puts his hands on my shoulder and just starts aggressively massaging me holy shit like hands on shoulders just start pushing my shoulders doing like this and I'm like 
I'm just jiggling because there's no muscle whatsoever. So I'm just fucking dancing in their seat. He's like shaking my shoulders, then grabs me by the arms, start jacking them up and doing. And by the time he's fucking finished, I literally couldn't even feel my arms. I, was like, that's, I think that's actually 25 quid no badly spent there. Oh, like, this is like a fun day. I, I properly <laughs> got work too. And I felt like just paying on the cards. like, there's the money. I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't defend myself. I was left paralysed and clean shaved in the seat. But Jesus Christ, fuck her. And again, he hauled behind me. He's like, I want to get there. I want to come here and get a fucking massage and a facial and this, that, and the next thing. Like, get baptised. Oh, yeah. I was like, a king. <laughs> also, I just want a haircut and a shave. <laughs> so I've realised, never say I, a Turkish barber. Then he's like, aye, why no? Never say that. Because next thing you can, you're just getting fucking bars <laughs> and you're getting the money for it. Oh, so. Aye. That was like the story on like Friday night. All day at my work were just fucking pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> and they're fucking offering me face masks at work now. Just like, oh, here you go. That'll be you for life, man. I didn't need to pay for a face mask ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Facial shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not all that kind. Of, well, they kind of had stories about you and the Turkish. But fucking hell. Aye. We're pals on Facebook now. <laughs> <laughs> so today's film... Fear and Love in Las Vegas from 1998 for director Terry Gilliam. I always thought it was an N, like Gillian, but no. Before this, he was known for Monty Python and Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. Brazil with mm -hmm. Bob De Niro, 12 Monkeys. Now, out of that, right, I think I've seen Holy Grail, 12 Monkeys. Brazil's one of those films I've always wanted to watch. Brazil is good. It's fucking weird. It's good. I, I, I could understand now, like, watching things like 12 Monkeys and this. It's like, oh, I, I kind of, maybe can what I should expect for Terry Gilliam. I'd say Brazil's weirder than both of these films, like, easily. But that's it. I was on, like, a mad Robert De Niro tear, like, back in the day. Like, going through all Scorsese stuff, and buying box sets. And Brazil was always one that, like, eluded me. And it's like, Christ, I really need to go the way and watch Brazil, because... It looks like one point he's wearing, like, a chest plate and he's got wings. Mm. It's like... I'm thinking dogma, but it's something similar uh, to that. It's in Brazil, aye. aye. There's loads of weird shit in it. I mean, I caught it on the TV when I was a teenager and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is aye. brilliant. So, like, I need to really fucking look at it. And it always seems to be on film four at the wrong time. Mm. Or I've turned on and it's the last hour. And I was like, <sighs> So, Fear and Loathing stars Johnny Depp as Raul Duke, Benicio Del Toro as Dr. Gonzo, Toby Maguire as the, the hitchhiker. Uh, Christina Ricci as Lucy Cameron Diaz shows up as this blonde TV reporter mm. and then you get all these other cunts I just it's, I feel like it's just their pals or folk were hanging around on set that day is it right Fleet right Gary uh, oh Gary Busey man seems fucking bad uh, fucking Michael J Harry Dean Stanton Penn Gillette's just just there aye just there and, hey guys he would have been in Vegas at the time anyway he just uh, probably it? just went right aye just right film a wee bit aye go on in you'll be in it for like Two settings. Aye. Same with you, fucking Van Troyer. Come here. Aye. <laughs> I reckon what if this is... I reckon when he was discovered, if this was like... I'm saying this was probably about the time all the fucking... Austin Powers films. Aye, aye. I didn't want to say, he was discovered on the floor of the Vegas casino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, this would be around about the time Ah, it's late night, is um, it? Austin Powers 2, which mm -hmm. is the one he first showed up in, I think. Aye. So uh, it would be about the same time. Mm-hmm. I was going to say there's bingo adverts aye. or casino adverts or fucking something arguing for screen time between him and fucking Paris Hilton aye. sounds like a fun day like aye. <laughs> right so go and take me back to the first time you've seen Fear and Loathing um, I think the first time I've seen this was about it wasn't when it first came out I remember when it did come out um, uh, I don't know what movie show it was, but I remember like a couple of scenes for it, like the um, reptile zoo scene in that, they were showing like the bits in the telly, yeah. and I was like, man, this looks fucking mental. But I never really pursued it. It wasn't as easy to get films back then when you were skint. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd never seen it till maybe a year or two after from the palace. Aye. And then um, kind of went up one day and I was like, man, you hate to fucking watch this film. And my dad just sat and watched it, and I think we before watched it twice. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, we just it was one of the films that Oh, yeah, I just absolutely fucking loved it and just kept watching it and Aye. like memorising all the fucking lines and even the day um, <laughs> me and my, my pals still quote shit 
for this film to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of nowhere, can just sort of that's a conversation now. <laughs> aye, even just like um, um, my pal, the Doctor Gonzo's laugh sometimes if you if you fuck up, you go hee hee hee, kind of just like yeah, fucking dick. And they go oh 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 like fucking Desby when he's got Lucy in the room and that fucking mm-hmm. it's that embedded in our fucking minds now that we just quote it just. We think about uh, it. It's a reflex now. Aye, aye, totally. <laughs> it's now a muscle. Aye. <laughs> um, that's probably before she talk any further. I should probably put a spoiler warning on it before I start. Like, <laughs> Ken, if you've not seen Fear and Loathing, we're gonna be talking about it today. Let's just put you at the right volume. Uh, normally, we just end up taking a quote for the film and just changing it to do podcast spoilers. Mm. So, uh, if you haven't seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, we better warn you. In amongst these spoilers, we have two bags of Space Raiders, send five pence bag of Penny Chews, a salt shaker full of Sherbet Dip, half a podcast full of Uppers, Downers, Screamers, Laughers, quarter Jack Daniels, quarter Bars Cola, half a tin of Tenants, tub of raw chicken, and two dozen tins of Iron Brew. Not that we all need that for this episode, uh, but once you get locked into a serious podcast collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. The only thing that has really worried me was spoiling the film. There's nothing in the world more helpless and irresponsible, depraved than two men in the depths of a spoiler binge. <laughs> and I knew we'd get into the rotten stuff pretty soon. Nice. <laughs> so, I spend the most work in my notes trying to get that fucking quote right every week. <laughs> find something worth saying, then changing it today about the fucking podcast. But, aye. So do you like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? I absolutely fucking love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I think in the last few weeks I've watched it three or four times. Aye. Just because Sky's shit was like, Aye. put Fear and Loathing on. That's it, I think. That's how I've been watching it because it's just on like their Now TV app. Mm. And I've always started it. It's like I always start it and get a wee bit further. So I always end up just finishing it off or starting it again. Aye. Because it's one of these films where you watch it it's like, this film's fucking nuts. I'm going to have to watch it again to figure out what the fuck uh, was going on. Like, I literally think that was, like, when it came to review it for the podcast, I'm positive this is right, my second time watching it. I can't remember my first time watching it, but I can't have seen it because mm. I can't there's, like, there's, there are many accounts of weird shit going on. Aye. Uh, and, but now I'm watching it about maybe three times in the last couple of weeks. It, it's that makes sense now the whole like third act with the tape recorder mm. like, that makes so much more sense now and but it might be one of these things that you kind of appreciate the more you I think so aye, the more I watch this the more like I... if you just see it once and you miss the first 10 minutes you're like what the f- aye where is these where are these fuck and what the fuck's going on and I think if it wasn't for the fact that it's based on real people and it's based off this boy's articles for the Rolling Stones it kind of gives it me a credit rather than a completely aye. fictional story. Definitely. Aye. I totally agree. Like, mm-hmm. um, But, uh, I mean, that opening scene is one of my favourite opening scenes fucking mm-hmm. ever, like. Just, just fucking tearing down the rods. You've kind of got the, um, my favourite things playing in that and it's kind of showing you what's going on at the time. Mm-hmm. And then you get the fear and loathing come up with blood and then you just speed past and it's just him narrating fucking what's going on and it's clear that they're fucking nut. Straight aye. away. Just, Sitting there just like with fucking knives and coat, just going, and this, and I'll try a wee bit of this. And then they're going through the whole itinerary of what's in the briefcase. And they're like, Jesus Christ, what is, like, wondering how close it is to what Hunter S. Thompson, like, what was he fucking like back then? If he was as fucking nutty as that, or. It is, it's just a fucking bonkers. Or is it just how he remembers it? That could be very true as well, because. I think they were saying when he was sent to write the article, he more or less came back with like a manuscript, like, I guess fucking thicker than the Rolling Stone magazine. Mm. People were like, we're not publishing this. Right. <laughs> Put it in your name book, right then. Right. <laughs> but just be things like fucking, um, like, uh, this, and then this voice was suddenly screaming, Jesus Christ, what are these goddamn animals? But when he said that, the characters, there's a narration of that, that and the characters actually shouting it too. Mm-hmm. It's just like fucking. Yeah, did, did, like, did, did he realise it was him? So I think fucking it's fuck it. Oh, I love it. Like now, here's one thing because the reason why Smith's here today is because he is more or less the 
the Fife equivalent of Raul Duke. <laughs> Hell, like when we did episode 100, we introduced him as Raul Duke because that was his name on Facebook. Oh, that's right, it was. Uh... Fucking, we were out on Saturday, he was dressed as Raul Duke. Uh-huh. How could I not? <laughs> <laughs> How, I couldn't even bring anyone else on this podcast that can a wee bit more about... We were, uh, we're, we're going to Florida at mm. the end of the year. And we were considering renting a Cadillac for a couple of days. And I've got my Raul Duke clays. Oh, that'd be fucking ace just to drive about in the desert or some shit. Right. Uh, Probably get left it. Mm. No, I swear this briefly, they look like drugs, but they're no. That is just a we'll salt shaker with salt. water fucking hitting them. <laughs> um, I fucking love this one. I'll let you try and explain this a little bit to me. The whole Raul Duke thing, like, did were they going about with... Like pseudo names or false names. I believe there was someone to do with um, his attorney. I can't remember what his fucking real name is. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe he wrote it as a no autobiography because I think his attorney was being looked for by the CIA or some shit mm-hmm. at the time. So he used fake names Aye. for the both of them in the story. Yeah. So they hang. So it's no necessarily. It's true. not Hunter S. Thompson and because I did listen to the audio book. Of this last year, and I think do they not just refer to him as like the Samoan? Mm, I think so. I, I've, I've been a long time since I read the book. Aye. So when it's in the film, it's fucking Doctor Gonzo, and mm. I always just put me off, well, not put me off, but I just thought, what's with these names? Because and at times they kind of mention it, like people bring up, like, oh, we're looking for Mister Thompson, or Aye. they'll mention that. Ah, when he's trying to leave the, the, the hotel and that. Aye, and there's fucking mountains of bells. Aye, up his fucking brother. Fucking stamped on the windy, on the mirror. Um, and they do mention, the, what he mentions, I think he's Samoan. Aye. You're not prejudiced, are you? <laughs> I didn't think so. But aye. What about fucking Johnny Depp and like, Benicio? Like, surely I'd imagine they were just aching to like, just go all out on a film. Aye, I think so. Like. Right. I think... Um, Benicio Del Toro's fucking brilliant in this. He's fucking nuts. And the amount of weight he must have put on, because he's quite a slim... He, aye. Can, quite a slim... I wouldn't say slim, but... Um, but, like, he's, he's properly port... Like, he's huge in that car. Aye. If I've seen, he's like, his, his fucking his gut hanging out. Fucking... And, like, he's properly hanging out, aye. lying on his legs. Like, Jesus Christ. I see what was an actor. That's sort of film role I'd like. Right, you have to eat. Aye. For ages of it. Yes. Not the Marvel three months in the gym every day. Aye. You have to get fat. Yes. Right, fucking... I'll take this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me three months and unlimited fucking donuts. Aye. Pizza. I'd be sorted, like. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, fucking aye. He's brilliant, fucking. Like when he spills the fucking coke and everything. Mm. Fucking, you see what God just did to his men? He does like wee flinches in that, too. Like when he, he's like hitting him with the fucking fly swap, but he's not hitting him. He's like. There's another bit like that, too, when he's in the. Um, when Raul Duke's in the back of the car with the hitchhiker. Aye. And kind of like, somebody touch me! And the, the cars are going away the road. Fucking super. Aye. I like how, like, the pickup Toby Maguire put him in the kind of driving and said, right, someone needs to explain to this boy what's going on. And he climbs out of the back and says, right, this is the situation. And they're just constantly bullshitting folk and just come up with their own wee stories. Aye, and... It's just this big long story about fucking being at the Beverly Hills Hotel and fucking... Aye. Um, like, and the story today is like, we're going to have to be armed to the teeth it's like why <laughs> and they're just going to like clays the car and there's that thing when they're leaving and there's the the midget waiter and he's trying to follow them and they just smack him with the door uh, on the way out that bit like sure I, I even before he's like waiting for the tap he just chucks it on the ground <laughs> like fucking pick it up like he just looks and he's like you, you're a dick <laughs> But they're just firing away and he comes after them and just the door swings back and fucking scalps them. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I just fucking... Like, it's an involuntary giggle every time I see that happen. That whole story is superb. Like, even they're driving past, like a Harry Krishna guy dancing oh, that. Like, why just find it really funny? Aye, they're just... just oh, it's like, fuck, how can we change... Aye, let's just put that in the scene. Like, let's just add... Because every time they're driving back, there's something else added. There's all these different people. Aye. And at one point, there's a fucking car crash. And the... Aye. It'd be a, a stingray had killed a pedestrian. And it's just like... All right. Then <laughs> 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 took some mescaline and went swimming. Fucking superb. Like. Aye. It's, it is one of these things where it's just fucking something else. The only way I was able to describe it, like when somebody... That, if someone would ask me, what's it about? You'd feel it's... Right. <laughs> this film director is in an asylum 
and <laughs> the cast is the inmates like that's is it uh, it's just like if you tried to explain it it's like ah these fought off their face on drugs aye when they get, I, I was trying to tell because um, um, we were me and the wife went and said them to that fancy dress pit at the weekend just tell me something to work and like what's that about and I was like I'm not going to do it justice by telling you it's two guys going to Vegas taking drugs and I didn't know else to explain it aye he's like, oh like the hangover Oh, I kind of because that's what you think nowadays is like. It's like I, that's no doing it justice in the slightest, but I don't know how else to describe it. Aye, like, it's just mental. It, it's being looked at through like a warped prism. Like there's just there's there's something about it. Like if you're looking for a fucking drug fueled cloud at these two folk, and but the whole of the mannerisms, like they just look like a fucking pair of inmates that have aye. escaped and grabbed Hawaiian shirts, aye. trying to check into a hotel, and they're just fucking losing their fucking marbles. Like when Fox's faces start to stretch ah, out, it's like I'll remember your face, and his face is fucking melting <laughs> as he's talking to him. And I don't even why, but the fucking sunglasses on Johnny Depp's face seems to add like an air layer to his character that just makes him look that fucking wee bit more distorted. Ah, I agree. Like, like it is fucking nut. Just his fucking acting, the fucking his eyes are huge. Like it's a fucking nutty film. Um, that bit with the Hitcher Taylor man is fucking brilliant. Like. He's like, um, um, talk about True Grit. Mm. You're too full of that, man. So, um, was it? He said he understood. Like, I could tell with his eyes. And he, <laughs> he was lying to me. And even the bit before that, fucking, when he's like looking in the mirror and he's like talking, he's just like, <laughs> but he's like narrating it. He's like, Jesus, did I just say that or just thinking? Mm. Fucking, and Toby Maguire's giving that scene too. Like, Aye. It's, <clears throat> it's just totally unassuming, like, and he can. Like, I, I, I kind of feel like he's been wrapped up in cotton wool and then he encounters these two. And unleashed like, into the world ah, and then jumps in the fucking deep He's end. gone to the big city to make his fortune for his <laughs> farm or some shit and then he's, he's been picked up by these two daughters. Aye. And the most scariest people alive. Aye. And that's as soon as they stop, he just exits, fucking jump at the car, run away. And just, like, no! Because <clears throat> he shows up later on. Aye. Where it's... Now, I reckon if... Was he not... What was his reaction then when he seen him? Was he running away from him or was he like, hey guys, I'm here? Um, it was when, it's just uh, Raul Duke and he's trying to get, to try to get out of there. And he goes round and he sees him, he's just standing, hitchhiking again. I think. Aye. And he just, I think Raul Duke just spins the car around and fucks off. Aye. I think it's round about time to see, to see Lucy again too. Aye, and they fucking freak and, because she's gone a bit where her fucking barbers and <laughs> portraits. <laughs> Aye, we'll have to mention the when they checked in the hotel and the whole reptile zoo thing. Like, when I was watching that, I still had the boys in the room the other night and I just picked up Cameron and faced him away for the TV for about a couple of minutes. Like, probably shouldn't you see uh, this scene. It's like a live action fucking version of Rango going on here. Aye, uh, totally. <laughs> I guess Rango's got a good couple of um, wee references from the day. Like, uh, Aye. There's a bit when he's on the road and he fires into um, their windshield mm. and Rango. I was like, this is fucking great. There's... When I was looking at the IMDb connections for these films, I, Angry Birds has fear and loathing right. references to it. At one point, when I guess the Red Bird and the Yellow Bird are spying on the pigs, they're dressed as fucking Raoul Duke and Doctor Gonzo right. with the sunglasses and the mustache, looking through a bush at a bunch of pigs. Cool, like, I've seen the film, but I've not I've not seen that shot, and I was really trying to skim through it the other day to see it, but. They spy on pigs a lot in that film. Uh, <laughs> so I think of what's like, I'm really looking for the scene where they're wearing Hawaiian shirts, but I've no seen it. But they had a Shining reference as well at one point. They just opened the corridor, and it's the obvious one just twin pigs in blue suits, just telling them to come play with them. And like, and they close that the door. Right. I, I kind of thought I have no interest it's in that. It's a mobile there. phone game. Aye. Aye. There is a lot of references, and it's like, man, you're, this is a kid's film going calm down a bit. Aye. <laughs> but, so I they get the hotel room. Because it's all to do with like an Indy 500 in the desert or something, isn't Aye. it? There's like the reason why you were sent the job you're here to do. More or less, and no protect your beer for the fucking sands. Aye. But it gets in, they start having like those, I was going to say those visions where it's like it's not Nam or something, but it's like Aye, a war zone. the war film on the telly and uh, Lucerto comes in and he looks at the telly, looks back at him and he's fucking like, there's explosions going off and fucking exactly. gunfire. And it's the same when they're at, they're driving about and they come across another buggy, and it's got like a deer across on the, the eye, <laughs> and the guy's got like a mounted gun as well. Aye. It's like 
Is it, like, we're it, friendlies, high on goods. It's like, <laughs> and he's got his fucking mask on, the wee bit coat, so he can still smoke his fargans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fucking nuts. And it's like, Parma's like, are these boys really here? And so he's just tripping bad again. Like, just imagining shit that isn't there. Because uh, they just kind of talk to him, then drive off, and he looks at the boys like, no, you're fired. You're fired. Awful jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I walk back with my Tumblr first songs. <laughs> Uh, I got maybe mentioned to you the other night. Um, the first I went to Vegas a few years ago, um, and I was walking about the casinos, you know, a drink, smoking mm. that. And there was a, a lassie, an American lassie, and her boyfriend came up to me and asked me if I can get them some acid. <laughs> and I was kind of like, You've been watching Fear and Love, and I? And I was just like, So apparently I look like the type of person you approach <laughs> in a Vegas casino to get acid. Aye. Cheers for that. I think that's a compliment or, or no, but I'll take it. <laughs> That just makes me think back to Jane Sambo where you just pull out your dealer's cards. <laughs> <they die. laughs> um, right, you've been to Vegas, so the whole thing when they get to the, the circus casino thing, that's, circus, circus, that's an actual right. fucking thing in Vegas, isn't it? It's, it's Or some we- some type of attraction. It's no called Circus Circus, it's... Uh, they cry it. No, I, they call it Bazooko Circus, yeah. and it is actually Circus Circus. Sure, that's where Tupac got shot. Right. Outside there. Um, that's doing um, towards the sort of old tune sort of way mm-hmm. still on the strip but it's no on the bit of the strip that's, the part of the strip that's nice. slowly dying it's, uh, it's, not, it's not as nice that bit of the strip I would say aye but I fucking I, that's doing there like I think I've been in it mm. I've been past it but I think I went in because that's when you get your <clears throat> Penn Gillette showing up because mm. he's like a ringleader aye, and all this monkey guy. and the orangutan and all that fucking aye and then you get those trapeze artists which is just fucking mental with the dunk and all aye it was like that's a wee bit strange aye because at first it's the fucking baby with a space helmet on and they're they're cutting the corner and then it looks like they're chucking a dug about up there and then they're just holding the dug's legs (laughs) 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 like bites through the fucking bit of wind and shit like that but even when they're going in there man fucking they take the ether aye they start and it makes they're... you behave like a village of drunk in an early Irish novel. <laughs> they're just like fucking. <laughs> Their fucking spines disappear. Like, <laughs> and they just go in and fucking fall through the turnstile. And it's <laughs> fucking brilliant. They fucking park it right inside the place. Like they're up off the curb. I when they go to see Debbie Reynolds. Aye, and they get chucked. <laughs> you can't park here. Seems like a perfect life spot. Aye. Well, I've got that my notes there. The tramp, the tramp, uh, with the. The birth and the dog and all that shit, man. It's fucking... Just so fucking weird. Aye. Like, I'm the person that I hate. I'm thinking... Having, like, sweets is my drug. And I've no, <laughs> never experienced whatever they're experiencing. Like, ether probably a thing I would never huff. <laughs> and I guess, too, like, fucking when, uh, when they're on the carousel and he starts getting the fear. And he's trying to get off. Uh, just fucking, fucking falling about. The flail on the runes. <laughs> he's just, like, hanging out the pole. Fucking, he fucking boots him at the back. <laughs> like, what is, I was trying to think back, what is, like, cinema's history with, like, hallucinatic drugs? Like, really, the obvious things I can't come back to, right, Scotland's got trains, train spawn. That's sort of our film where you get to see the, the effects of people taking drugs. Mm. Like, that's Scotland's version of it. This is, like, there's not that many big films that are not, like, like, Scorsese film where Fox just stay in coke and mm. there's nothing of it but you're seeing it through the perspective of the person as the drugs are taking aye, effect aye, can you watch Wolfie Wall Street they're taking coke and that but you're not getting to see the actual effects you get that's... maybe one like when he's driving home that's the, the most you kind of get to see but it's it's you're looking at him you're not through his eyes as he's fucking crawling up the drive aye. or falling out the place so there's never really any film that that I know of that kind of just does it for their perspective. And I think just, that helps, can because it's the, I, aye. It pits you kind of. You're in the shoes. Aye. You're seeing what's going on, and it's like ah, oh, that film's fucking weird. It's aye, because the film's on drugs. Aye, totally. <laughs> aye, totally agree with you. And there's there's no there's no many fo- there, there's there's no many films like that. Because if this had just been filmed from our perspective watching them, it wouldn't have been anywhere near. Steady camera watching two fuck four in a fucking casino. Ah, kind you could just like oh, just go to the pub and watch that sort of thing. Cause, aye. But actually, hearing like the fucking like you said the 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 wife at the desk, fist fucking changing, and the the, the eel hang coming out of her, and aye, um, Lacerto in the room, and exactly, the fucking the cunts with the guns and all, and it's just totally 
Aye, because if you just watched that, you'd be like, this is boring. Mm. Like, this is, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why is nothing's happening? Why is he acting so weird? Why is her face melting? What's just like this stupid? And you just write it off, but it's no, it's it's that it's really fucking clever. Aye, and there is I cannot think of anyone else matching that. Like, there's nothing similar to it because it's always just it's very Terry Gilliam, like aye, and. I guess well because Brazil was a weird film too, and I think this suits them mm-hmm. like to a T. Like aye, because that's the only one I'm overly familiar with was like Twelve Monkeys. I had that on videotape when I was wee and watched it all the time, and I just loved how the film slowly pieced itself together mm. towards the end with that shooting in the airport and things aye. like that. And every time you had that dream, you got a little bit more, and immediately you got to see somebody else's face, and it slowly pieced itself together. But that's nowhere as near as weird as like no this no. and like that. Parnassus, like, I guess that's a team. <laughs> Twelve Monkeys is a surprisingly team. Terry Gilliam. Aye. Like, he aye. could fucking go daft if he wants to go daft. But... Aye. Another director could have done Twelve Monkeys. Maybe not exactly the same, but it would have had the same gist to it. Whereas I, I couldn't see anybody else doing this or... Aye. Or like, stuff like that, like... Because I, I guess, like, nowadays, you really have to have a fucking set of stints to really go this out and then have a studio properly back it. Aye. Like, Sure, maybe independent films would could do this ten a dozen. Like they could do it as much as they want because it's them doing it off their own back. Aye. But then you've got the job of somebody having going to pay you for it. Aye. So when you've got like folk like Johnny Depp and fucking Mauricio Toro and like folk like Carmen Diaz turning up with tiny cameos and that, exactly. it's obviously there's some money behind it. Aye. But I I, I, I wouldn't imagine a film like this being a big cinema release nowadays. No, no. I like that's it. It's definitely got like this. Because I think it is it's deemed as like a cult classic. Mm. Because I think in like its summer release, it kind of just fizzled. It was nay. It was probably too weird for everybody. Aye. It was probably an acquired <laughs> taste. Aye. And it's it, probably found its 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 feet since then. Aye. It is. It's it's a rare species. Right. That's the best way to describe it. Supposedly they're saying like when they're in the bazooka, the bazooka circus and that big gorilla statue that keeps showing up. Mm. Supposedly that's in Johnny Depp's garden to Aye. this day. Aye. Just, I'll take that. <laughs> well, that going to take some, innit? Take that. That. <laughs> that says that. You want the shirt, sunglasses, and that what about, what about that fucking ape? So I will paid all over it though. So, ah, no, that's cool. Just put it by the pond. <laughs> Who needs gnomes? <laughs> okay, that's, this is kind of when the film starts to take a slightly darker tone. When mm. they go back to the hotel room after that, and um, and Doctor Gonzo's cutting up the fucking fruit with the fucking knife. Ah, oh, he's in the bathtub freaking out. But um, even before that, um, when he tells us, he's like, hey, "My my attorney made a fool of himself," and it goes to the story with Carmen Diaz, mm. which is kind of funny when he's fucking like, um, like with a knife and that. It's, mm. It wouldn't be funny to be in this situation, but the way he acts, like fucking, fucking swagger <laughs> about, and fucking, what the fuck do you mean, class? <laughs> um, but uh, the fact that he's chatting up the fucking grapefruit and everything is fucking it's like, aye. right this is aye. a wee bit serious like, now see drugs like see kids drugs aye <laughs> dark side sure it's all fun when you're out in the tomb but when you're back to the hotel you're losing your shit aye he um, goes for a walk and then he comes back and that's when he's in the tub aye well, I think that seems really funny but it is really because in a moot that time is this nowhere like the Matrix flashback like he's in that club oh when he sees his cell Oh, I fucking love that bit where like, he, he's quoting something where it's like not that I can see myself and then he's like fuck there I am and it is like the real Hunter S. Thompson's just sitting at the table looking uh, back at I him think, I think that's just after this bit when he's I'm trying to think I guess maybe just after that bit with the tub when mm. he has the flashback that's a try and, try and remember a timeline to this uh, film because he goes and sits on the couch and he fucking has a fucking crack through the light bulb he has it through I think possibly mm. Aye. Aye, it's after that, but he goes and sits. But and then he goes back right. to the tub. He's like, there I was. Wait a minute, there I am. Like, what <laughs> right. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up in the fucking in the fucking bathroom with Flea. Aye, what's <laughs> the trouble? That's fucking brilliant. I think it'll happen. hopes he ruined the guy's life. That <laughs> is fucking brilliant. The guy just walks in there, just that shot, and he's like, it's like, every time the door swings, he's like, we can see men in red velvet shirts, like fucking doing drugs off each other. And he's like, <laughs> he just broke that man mentally, just, just went in his fucking brain popped. Like, nope, that's it. I'm a broken mess for forever now. Ah, uh, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> With any luck, we'll have destroyed his life forever. 
Because <laughs> it's just cutting it, it's just fucking fleeing up. It's like, and it's all slow mo, like, wow. <laughs> and this white stuff on my sleeve is LSD. <laughs> Flea just shows up in films. Aye, it? he does that a lot. Aye, it just happens to be there. He never really goes at the rod other than maybe like Back to the Future. Aye. Like, where he's got some direction, but he just kind of shows up. Comes up, is like, alright, I'm Flea. Right, what that's on your sleeve? Oh, oh! What a voiceover of that! So it looks like it's part of the film. Aye. Yeah. Um, but aye, when Gonzo's in the fucking bath and he's had like the sh- the sheet of LSD, it's not just and like he looks dumb. He's just got his pants on. and he's uh, fucking, fucking splashed a bit. Just going fucking <coughs> trying to listen to fucking the music and for some reason he wants to go well what's it he wants to drop the fucking tape deck Aye. in the bath when the fucking song reaches a peak it's like right is he is this him just trying to get to the fucking next level as high or is he just like I like when this gets to the peak just kill me I he's just fucked he's not because <laughs> he is he's just and even fucking like Duke's looking at him going like you're, you're fucking. Watch my equipment. Aye. You're gonna fucking ruin this. That's <laughs> over the fucking. Aye, when the peak, you just fucking smacks him in the face with the fruit. Like this was the point where Margaret came in the room, and like after the boys were settled, it's happening. And this is where the film fucking started for her. And she's looking at me. And she's like, I just imagine their inmates and they've escaped in their own drugs. <laughs> it's like, and then says, this actually happened. That kind of takes away the weirdness. Aye. This is why this is so fucking weird because it's true. Like. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was like, fuck it. I think it's when he bursts out with a knife. Aye. He's like, fucking. He sees um, someone that uh, knew you want to kill me. He's like, who said I'm going to killing you? He's like, I just want to carve a little Z in your forehead. <laughs> and he wakes up later on, he's got a fucking Z in his fucking forehead. Aye. Because it does have like that moment where you kind of wake up and the place is trashed. And like, what, what's going on? Gonzo's gone. And was it a phone message delivered to him it was like some Sunday at the reception because that's it he's on a plane fucking Aye. off and it's just like a note that's been passed to him and it's to Thompson but then he has to he tries to explain to the guy that it's, it's actually from Thompson aye and <laughs> he fucks off we said that bit where he, he drives off and the hotel staff's fucking chasing him wondering when the doctor's gonna be awake and and he gets fucking pulled over by Fucking Gary Busey. That bit is fucking amazing. That whole scene is like fucking um, uh, was it? it says signal like, um, somebody turning off. He's like, "This is wrong. Make the bastard chase you." <laughs> <laughs> they just drive a bit for a wee while. So right, I'll lead him here, and he just gets there and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's already at the car. Just like, right, just like, all right, chief. I thought we'd meet on my terms. <laughs> it's a power play. <laughs> that whole scene is amazing. Like he's like fucking. He's like putting his glasses in, checking his eyes and everything. Mm. And then fucking the bit at the end is like, um, can I have a kiss? Aye, it's very it, lonely out here. <laughs> <laughs> and like, right enough, IMDb is like, you improv- improvised. I could completely imagine that. Like, Aye. That doesn't surprise me at all. I could totally see that. Like, like, I'd imagine he would probably just say that just to try and break depth. I probably reckon he didn't even kind of filming <laughs> at the time. It was just, he just asked him for a kiss. <laughs> What's all these fucking cameras doing here? <laughs> but <laughs> I felt right. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fucking someone else there's something about these like that part of the film that just made me think back to fucking breakdown for some reason aye thinking why if it maybe so they look at the, like the Vegas mountains and that aye because um, I've, I've been to Vegas twice and it's one thing I fucking love is when you wake up in the morning and, and then the sun just comes out of the mountains and that it just aye. looks cool as fuck we've waited for a drive into the desert and that um, aye uh, the mountains in Vegas just look cool as fuck mm-hmm I think the kind of music like finding his gun in that. It always reminds me of that bit. It's fucking well smart, like. I like nature. Ah, fucking. <laughs> I like the house of eyes type looking <laughs> places. Just looking for a lonely patrolman. <laughs> I think it's t- I always wonder, taking away Gary Busey tells him to go uh, to the rest area. Aye. I always wonder, did he tell him to go there to go and have sex with him? <laughs> Meet me there in 10 minutes. Aye. Go have a sleep. They lock the car Aye. door. Like, what? This is you going here to sleep at that rest area. <laughs> and I, he fucking tears it back. Because he swaps cars around the boot. Or is it when he gets back, he swaps cars? Because he ends up with like a white Bronco. Aye. 
and this is where he ends up at the the drunk convention. Aye, well, the police and that. Aye, and Gonzo's back. He's in the fucking hotel room with, like, with Lucy. Lucy. Aye. Oh, oh. He's, <laughs> he's got the big sheet around, cover around him and that. Like, he's some sort of, kind of, like, he looks like some sort of fucking emperor or something. <laughs> and there's a little concubine in her fucking collection of paintings. Aye. But I was like, he was just checking into the room. He gets there and all his fucking trouble's there waiting for him. Aye. And he's like, ah. Oh, she's, she's got nuts out of her everything. And... She's a fucking bear, supposedly. Aye. And because that's a, the story behind that was like he met her on the flight, gave her drugs, and then they realised she was underage. I'm still piecing together this film at times, but <laughs> it's kind of who's getting before that scene though. The gay guy at the the, the desk, Stefan at the desk, yeah, going fucking brilliant, going rage at the fucking policeman. I, that policeman's fucking familiar for some. I've, he's, he's been in loads of things. Um, probably as a policeman, like he just looks. He's um shit. I think I'm a fucking hand quite he's in. He's in the fucking energy stuff. Yeah, is it? Like, you see him, it's like, that's, that's a keen fist for a cunt that likes to get angry. Aye. He seems to be a guy that's good at getting really fucking angry with folk. I can see his fist in a film there, but it's just fucking gone. But, aye, the fucking, the, the, the dude on reception, like, I think it was like, just when Raoul Duke gets in between them, quickly checks in, and he's like, if you need anything, I'm Stefan. Aye, he's totally and, nice to whatever I guess, fucking. Aye, and he's, he kins it in his head when he's looking at him, he's like, Stefan's nodding, but in his head he could tell what he's thinking, and he does this whole fucking speech where he's like, "I have to serve you fucking cunts every day," and he's like, just fucking tearing a hole in him, like for his perspective. But it just nips in, says something, really upsets the fucking dude's wife. Aye. she's fucking roasting and creating. He's going fucking mental, and <laughs> fucking Duke's just nipped in, got that, and he's away. But aye, that's that's funny as fuck. That bit, like, and it's just these weird like. Little bit parts with fucking Stefan. I think why without the fucking. It's someone else. Like, nah, he gets to the hotel room and that's it. The fucking story continues. It's just like Aye. a little separate story within the film, like towards the end, where it's just these little short stories almost that Aye. are getting fed. And then he gets there, Gonzo. They realise they shouldn't have Lucy. Aye, it's got a very just, creepy feel that scene, yeah. Aye, especially when. The way he's talking to her and everything and. Ah, they can what's happened, like... Exactly. So what's happened before Raul Duke's got there? Mm-hmm. But, and I, I can't even remember back to the book whether they, if they explained it any better or no. But I think it was. So. I just can the fucking panic of mm. the shit. We need to get rid of her, because we're going to be... I think I read the book when the, when the first time I've seen this, so I can't really remember. Aye. But I just mind them having the fear of, like, we need to get rid of her. She's We're going to get in trouble if Aye. we're been with her. Definitely. <laughs> Especially for fucking, like, giving her the LSD. Like, that fucking, the image of the courtroom, like, very terrible. I don't remember what happened, but I remember it was bad. It was like, fuck. <laughs> she's dressed as a little, little schoolgirl, and she's pointing at them. Fucking, this is Harry Dean standing up there, Aye. isn't it? And the fucking gavel's got the axe, and it's fucking chopping sausages. <laughs> like, they've got to get castrated as their punishment. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, next you with the district, district attorney scene uh, conference uh, that has a very nightmarish feel to it aye, uh, it just reminds me kind of um, Bill and Ted's bogus journey when they go to hell yes. so that same sort of lighting and... aye and that's it there is I think it's like it reminds me in films when they do something if they have to do a scene where somebody's going to cold turkey and it just had like that it's like a dark light feel like it's darkly lit, but still kind of bright in like a bluish way. Aye. And it's got the sort of blue and red. everyone's sweating for the looks of it. Like there seems to be light shining off fuck. And the fucking dude, like the guy that had the mouse for Green Mile, Aye. was doing the speech at the top when I mean, they're talking about the effects of drugs and the like the effects of cannabis, and Aye. they're all fucking hee hawing and Johnny Depp's like, they're, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> they call it or. A reef film calls it a roach because it resembles a cockroach. <laughs> what the fuck? They need to get out of here. They're sort of dropping all their gear on the floor. And... And there's a whole bit of it. No, you're reefer fiend. It's like um, his pants will be crusted with semen from jacking off after constantly trying to find a rape victim. And Depp's like, like, I can't describe some half What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's fucking superb. Like. And I leave that and they end up. I'm trying to think because I know they end up back in the hotel room. Yeah. But I think it helps if they just leave and fire back in the room. And 
or something they tried to leave and they find Lucy and they circle back I think Lucy's after this when they're getting to the airport maybe aye aye all their fucking all the skeletons in the closet start come tumbling out aye <laughs> it's when the, um, and he's taking the adrenochrome aye this fucking mystery drug aye and I've got I've actually got a photo of me the first time I went to Vegas with a towel on my head with my son with my <laughs> in my hotel room like Get this fucking I fucking love this one. <laughs> Finish the fucking story. <laughs> and too much, a... man. Too much. You do too much. Uh, and then it's because he says, "I just take a wee bit because that uh, you'll fucking lose it." And he's going, "Ah, uh, he just keeps fucking." Oh, and he's had four or five hits at this point where he's just sitting, just painting his tongue wet. Uh, and then again, that turns into another fucking. Um, nightmarish scene beast with a fucking tits on his ah, back his hair's got like horns he's, he's fucking big tits on his back and everything and they get the fucking cat eyes aye ah, <laughs> ah, he goes out him with the fucking knife with coke or whatever ah, snort, and he's got these fucking sitting topping them up aye fucking Lucy's on the phone wondering what's going on and, and the fucking bed's fucking rotting and shit aye I don't know I, honestly the first couple of times I watched that film I never understood what the fuck was happening to Benicio Del Toro when he's on the phone? He just starts flipping out, kicking shit around. Mm. And it honestly was the third time he's like, he's setting up the fucking scene on the phone, pretending the fucking police kicked the door down. Uh, like, how the fuck does that not make sense the first time I saw it? The thing is, even Raul Duke wonders that in the film. He say, I think he says that, like, and did he think he was getting attacked by invisible fucking assassins or some shit like that? He's like, you're watching, like, this film is so fucking trippy. <laughs> like, I'm glad I'm sitting down to watch it. Eh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aye, it, it does. They eventually fucking spirals out of control and they black out. Aye, and then he wakes up. And this is where it's like a fucking the hangover wish they woke up to a room like Aye, this. Totally. <laughs> he's got the fucking the condor strapped to his face, he's got the like, lizard tail on. The room's fucking... flooded. Aye. Like, you've got the flashbacks. It looks hey. like there's blood on the walls and there's there's an outline of a body on the door. Aye. And there's fucking knives in the door and or is it gunshots? There's... It's just fucking like obviously carnage has fucking Aye. Happened. And, like, it's just And he's he's walking around the room and he's getting flashbacks and they're sitting smashing the mirrors and Aye. Or, it's a bit when Gonzo's fucking shouting about someone fucking He's in the bathroom again and and it's there's only a gun in the toilet. Aye. <laughs> and it's like just trying to imagine fucking Hunter S. Thompson at this time like because that's the only way you could explain it is that it's just have to be wee short stories of what you could fucking remember aye like what the you wish they like oh I want to see the security camera footage to what was going on <laughs> to these boys it's the fact that it says like days of confusion because it's like this has been going on for days and there's no memory of aye any kind of part of flashbacks aye which would be fucking terrifying have you woke up to that? You just think, like, man, the fucking hotel staff must be awfully relaxed. <laughs> Kid. It's like, ah, I got to just gotta do not disturb side of the door and you're fine. Ah, he's like, ah, we'll, we'll check them in a week. Aye. Uh, like, the fucking surrounding rooms, it would be like, I think there's a lot going on next, so I can hear running water and fucking <laughs> things being smashed. Ah, well, it's fine, it's fine, it's for the drug conference. <laughs> I'm just practicing. Aye. So, like, the wee stories we get, like, as, as you said as it goes it gets fucking darker like when they're in this diner oh it's a very dark fucking it's probably the darkest scene in the film I'd say like, but like Gonzo switched he's like you'd imagine he's playing like some fucking gang leader like and he, he does he, Benicio Del Toro really kind of looks like I can't even know today like the Che Guerrero stuff but he does look like a menacing uh, what the fuck's the guy that is the drug show Narcos that's on like Netflix Pablo Escobar no, 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 like, no. I, I feel like I could get that impression from it like that's probably something he could do easily no, no. Like, it, but just him walking about in his fucking vest wanting the whole fucking pie no, it's fucking it, just the way he's fucking taking out the notes and like the woman wasn't taking their shit to begin with and it wasn't until he fucking puts the knife out and like Duke says oh whereas like she's, she's had this happen to her before like, she's just on autopilot. Like just basic motor functions is operating at this time. She's fucking frozen. Because he is intimidating as fuck. Aye, just and walks behind the counter, goes out, helps him sell. And it's just, the way he's fucking just taking out, like, the dollar bills. And he's not looking. He just The way he's talking as well, like, he could just fucking snap. Aye. And, and even fucking uh, Raul fucking he's, like, he's just kind of like, fuck. He, he does seem a wee bit sorry, but even he gets to like, oh, 
should probably leave the chicken dinner. I'll just put that back on the table. Aye, aye. When when they're leaving, you can tell he's like, I, like he's a wee bit sorry for what happened. Aye, but like, it's like I, I want to ken what's happened. Like fill in the blanks. There's I want to ken the story, but there's just something fucking horrible going on. Aye, that is definitely this uncomfortable scene in the film. The rest of it, you can kind of laugh at. It's aye, lighthearted and they're on drugs. It's funny. There's like. Jesus it's like kind of sobering up it's like kind of just like it's like a bad hangover that bit kind of it's like fucking you've had the kind of laughs and then it's like right and it's reached that point of the business. night mm-hmm. and then you get back to like the funnies when they're in the hotel room with a cleaning lady <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking brilliant <laughs> and I think that gun it was one of them carrying something that it's like a fucking it's like he picked up a hoover and stuck a, like a flagpole ah, in it's a hairdryer or some shit ah, or something and, <laughs> and they're like we're undercover we'll give you a thousand pounds every month to do this and fucking feed information back regarding this drug ring it's like I'll fucking do anything for a thousand pounds a month <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like they're fucking got the orangutan next and it's like right we're talking but fuck that how much for the monkey <laughs> <laughs> I think at uh, the end of the film is I think, I, think the, I think the first half of the film for me is the strongest. Aye. Uh, I still like the second half, but it's a wee bit... It's no I s- guess it, it, it had to be a fucking task to make this into a film. Oh, and I can imagine the editing it, process of this. It would aye. be a fucking nightmare. Exactly, because when it kind of ends, like, you're kind of, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a true story. It's no, I can't have like a, a cinematic ending aye. because life continued after it. Oh, there's not going to be like a gunfight and fucking explosions. And exactly, and everything happy after after. Like, it, it stops because this, this, this is how the book ends. Or, and because at this point he's sitting fast forward and like he's lost his patience. He's fast forward and find out what happened. And they're ang- like the fucking I was gonna say the circus on fire, but no, there's shit going on and they run away the orangutan. Like, he's got into a fight with these folk and he's getting away and then he fast forward and something else is going on. And it's just all these weird where just because at that point it was it really confused me, but watching it for the third time, you heard like the tape clicks every time he's fast forward and the scene's right. just changing. It's just him pissing about with the tape recorder fast forward and through it. It's just, just stories scenes, jumping ahead. Scenes of nonsense. Aye. <laughs> Chaos ensuing. And it just kind of all summarises to the point where he's having to drop him off at the airport. Aye. And I guess that's probably the only way you could kind of tie it to an end. Aye, I mean, he gets in the plane and that's kind of going their separate ways. Aye, like the, the, the adventure is over and he's going up the steps and he's like... Aye. <laughs> fucking just saluting them for the fucking plane. It's like... After they've driven through the fucking fence, fence. they've uh, avoided the hitchhiker and Lucy. And you couldn't do that at an airport now, I tell you that. Fucking <laughs> shot on sight. I <laughs> sure, I know that I'm on the plane, he was obviously lit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel this film is a perfect sort of film if you've, like, been at a party night before, whether you've fucking been drinking or taking drugs or whatever, and you kind of remember the night before. This Aye. sort of film kind of sums up. Towards Aye. the end, of it, definitely with the flashbacks and that, kind of sums up how you feel if you had a night on the booze or whatever. And you're just like, come on, I can relate to that film. <laughs> I can, I can mind bets, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Aye, it's just, the film's a fucking journey. Also, also, I can tell you that if I, if I was to go to Vegas on my own, this is probably something that would happen to me. I, I shouldn't be left unattended. Like, I'd be like, all right, hey, let's go. I need parental supervision. I, I or do. the worst at, will happen at all times. I will fucking wake up with a dinosaur tail and I think and how it got there. Uh, honestly, like if I went someplace like this on my own, I'd, I'd probably wake up fucking in that hotel room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't be like, oh, no, I'd be like, yes, it happened. <laughs> oh, what, what, what did I do? <laughs> Go down the stairs, ask for the footage. <laughs> but Just run a water in the desert. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's have a look at some facts and figures. Well, well, it's 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 known that the film never done amazing box office, so that's probably why I never written any of that down. Fair <laughs> enough. Um IMDB rated it seven point seven out of ten based on two hundred and twenty thousand votes. I could see why it wouldn't be some people's cup of tea Aye. kind of movie like that. It's just too weird for me. Mm-hmm. But and that's it. The critics kind of gave it down the middle, forty nine percent. That's a bit harsh. So, but I think if it's just them watched, well, not out of context, but and I think really 
the, the tomato meter, it's critics. I feel films for 1998, right, right, right enough. We did have the internet in 1998, but I do think critics were filling Rotten Tomatoes. I feel maybe these reviews would be 2000s, like uh, in the last 10 years. I feel like you really need to accept the reviews at that time. Like, I could probably, if I was like a verified critic, I could add reviews to that now and alter the score. Yeah, uh, uh, like, I feel it needs to have your critics time now because saying that you could still have time to fucking reverse the effect of Suicide Squad by adding uh, a thousand positive reviews quickly forcing that to be fresh I feel it needs to be encapsulated uh, I agree like go with the reviews of 1998 uh, the audience score do what the fuck you want with because it's audience let them vote because that's at 89% uh, so I mean it got awards as well the Russian Guild of Film Critics gave Johnny Depp Best Foreign Actor. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fought for it. He bet Jeff Bridges, Javier Bardem, Matt Damon, and Robert De Niro for it. It's fucking all right, fucking... Like. If you go beat uh, Jeff Bridges, you're doing all right. Aye, and fucking Robert De Niro. Jesus Christ. I can't even think what they were doing in 1998. Would Lebowski be about 1998? Probably would be. Aye. See, that's, that's, you've got trippy, Lebowski trippy, where you're just gliding through women's legs. Aye. And then it's, you're, then you're a in, reptile zoo. Aye. Aye. <laughs> Definitely. There's, there's a difference here, but each to the day we hang. Aye. Right. Amazon one-star reviews. We tend to cherry-pick some of these stutter reviews for Amazon who thought that just didn't like the films. Um, our first one. The book is better. Johnny Depp is his twatty self as usual. That's the title of the review. Since the first sentence, the book is better. Joint Depp is his twatty self as usual. I could not even play the damn thing as it was the wrong region. What? <laughs> well, oh, wait. I sent it back, and after being insulted by the vendor, I never even received my refund. I eventually bought it off the Daventry market and was deeply disappointed. I think they're just upset that they've been... been <laughs> so <bunned>. fucking <laughs> swindled, uh, insulted, and not got a refund. Uh, Fuck Johnny Depp in his film. They, they went into that film with a, a negative... Exactly. Um, ...point of view. This better be worth it, because I got fucked over for months uh, for this film. Um, let's see. Our second one. The This is a film that shows that the feedback is fixed to get rid of stuff like this that's not worthy, not worth wasting time on. I would like my money back. By Comfy Chaos. <laughs> that see that's that bit there. What I thought was a review is actually the title of the review. <laughs> the review probably the worst film I'd seen. Self indulgent rubbish. See when people say that's the worst film they've seen. I I'm pretty sure there's gonna be worse films. Ah uh, ah I could fucking hit you with fucking loads. Like there's a film called The Nostril Picker. Right, <laughs> I am the only person I know who has watched all it. And I'm, I think there's about four or five what I kind of tried to start watching it. I and just... I stuck it through because I wanted to see how it ended. It was the worst fucking film I've ever seen. Twist ending, twist ending. Uh, it was fucking awful. I, for the title alone, it's like, I'll give that one a pass. Uh, it was when um, all the sort of nasties and that were coming back out. Um, still some of them, cutting that. Aye. Um, like in the early 2000s. Um, and that was one, and I got picked. It was never a nasty or that, but it was one mm-hmm. of them. It was a Vipco label, kind of sort of black labels you got. Aye. It was that, and um, aye, and I can, I got, I got it off somebody. They never finished watching it. I passed it to somebody else. They couldn't finish watching it, and it kind of went on. I think I'm the only person that finished watching it, <laughs> and it was the worst film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think I just wanted to make the point. Like, I'll fucking finish. It. I'll aye. stick it. Out. I I kind of had a similar thing. I when I was working years ago, I had. There was like a Blu-ray being passed around from person to person. They eventually just gave it to me. He's like, can't you finish it? You just fucking take it. And it was buried by with Ryan Reynolds. Like that <laughs> film where he's buried underground. I thought it was alright. This Blu-ray got passed. There's like, this this guy used to work with, was swimming all the time. And this guy he swam with, bought it. He says, it's fucking rubbish, you take it. He started, oh, it's fucking rubbish, you take it. He's like, alright. Watched it. I was like, it's alright. I thought it was alright that film. But I did finish it. Does anyone else want it? I've seen it. I didn't need it. Aye. Aye, it's not something you're going to watch again. Aye, so how does it end? And uh, Awful by Abs. Uh, one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> gave up halfway through and gave the DVD to a charity shop. Apologies to whoever bought it. Just. Fuck you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, let's see. It's time to put this podcast out to pasture. Uh, next on Films and Swearing is going to be me and Cousin Mike talking about Logan and doing the WrestleMania 33 preview. Why the fuck are we talking about wrestling? But Big Mike's going. Ah. Fuck out. Not jealousy, but just the envy. <laughs> you cunts that only have cats now. No children and money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, housekeeping for Films and Swearing. You can find us actually Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon. Just go to filmsandswearing.com. All the links are there. Uh, Amazon, if you want to do shopping for Amazon, you can buy Raul Duke and Dr. Gonzo costumes for about 25 to £33. Pounds. Or you could ask Smith for a line of his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine was all homemade. Like, ah, well, this homemade is... as I can be. I bought it for Prima. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so these ones is like rubber. It looked like I had a fucking uh, Benicio del Toro mask was part of it. Aye. It's like I'd maybe just the moustache and the glasses and aye. the wig would do, but aye. but I. No, I wouldn't be like that. Yeah, but if you want to buy that, check do it through our Amazon link. The, the link to Amazon is at the bottom of our website. Uh, shout out as always to Andros for our theme music. Thanks to Stu and the listeners for tuning in and letting us. Fill your lugs, but now it's time for us to pull out. Smith, tell them. Fuck off and come back next week. Is that right? <laughs> you didn't swear. <laughs> You're so polite. I didn't. Oh, you did. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's like, come back next week. Like, aye, that'll do. No, no, I've got my fuck off in there. Aye, that's it. <laughs> See, I'm not used to Andy getting it wrong. Then I'll get it wrong. <laughs> I'll edit that so it'll just seem perfect. It's fine. <laughs>